Hey, party people. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? We are just chilling. We're chilling. Abby's birthday was yesterday. It's the 14th of November, so my birthday was yesterday. I'm 24 years old. And it's actually pretty shocking because yesterday was Friday the 13th. And nothing bad happened. Actually, everything good happened. The entire day, I was up since 4 a.m. because I was too excited for my birthday. So I had been up. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I like looked at some birthday messages and this really sweet video that Miranda made me and I cried at 4 a.m. I took a shower at 4 a.m. <laughs> she didn't know it was 4 a.m. I, I wasn't aware it was 4 a.m. I thought it was 6 <laughs> and then I went back to bed for like an hour and then but like my entire day was just so good I spent literally all of it with Miranda yeah from from like 8 40 a.m on yeah which is one thing that's crazy is like our day <laughs> it was a long day but it's it was funny so being good. an au pair which is what we're going to talk about in a bit and like how your day changes your timing changes day to day and it's weird because some days I'm sleeping in until 10 yeah <laughs> some days i'm up at six yeah it's just you but know. i was ready yesterday it was ready so to good start your day it was the best day ever we found the perfume that i'm going to buy soon <laughs> we got um, free samples we got free samples from the guy at the store at Beck. he was so kind he called me beautiful i felt like an angel i was yeah. like i am yeah i am and it was his birthday a few days ago yeah he was a scorpio too we understood each other <laughs> Um, what we got, else? We got kebab for lunch. Oh my god, yeah, we did. We bought a bunch of um prosecco for fun. We did a cooking class with this very good Italian. Yeah, she was so nice. Chefs over Zoom. It was very fun. We made Italian meatballs, and they were really good. Really good. Really good. <laughs> really good. It was just overall like a great day. It like was we a went and really, took pictures. Really good day. Oh, around yeah, Park. Yeah. We got Starbs in the morning because I wanted like a Christmassy drink. Mm. Which was fun. It was a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. Anyways, <laughs> it's been a good week. It has. It's been, been a good like nothing week. bad really has happened this week. No. Hopefully it keeps keeps going like this. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> um so we are gonna like catch you up other than my birthday, but also Last week, I gave you guys a song recommendation, but I said it at the end of the podcast, and we realized as I said it, or like after we listened to it, we were like, mm, that's a little late. That's like, you know, we should probably mention that earlier on. So, drum roll, please. There's no drum roll. <laughs> Thank you, Miranda, for no drum roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I was waiting for you. I made my own drum roll. <laughs> That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so our song of the week this week is by Sam Smith and their song Love Goes. Iconic. Honestly, the whole album. The whole album is a masterpiece. I mean, their entire... How do you say it? Discography? Yeah, yeah. Just everything that Sam Smith puts out is incredible. Yeah, they are just fantastic. (laughs) I watched their skincare routine on, was it Vogue or something? Yeah. And it just, they made me want to just be fabulous. I mean, everybody is, but I just want to be my best fabulous self when I listen to them speak or sing or anything. Oh my gosh, I bought a vitamin C serum this week. Ooh, because of that video. Maybe. Oh. Oh. The influence. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, the song Love Goes is Sam and Labyrinth, and it's beautiful. And they did a BBC... No, not a BBC. They did a studio version at Abbey Road. They did a studio no, live version, and it's so fantastic. And so you should listen to it, and it, you know, I've it's been just... To Ab- well, I've been outside of Abbey Road studio, mm-hmm. and I signed... You can sign the wall and stuff, and yeah. a lot of people do. And I signed right under... There's this picture of Paul... There's a painting of Paul McCartney. I think it's Paul, like, flying. Oh, maybe it's John Lennon. It's John Lennon, and he's, like, flying... And I signed right under his armpit. So when we go to London next, Cute. we'll have to go check it out. We'll <laughs> Maybe we'll run into Sam Smith. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Small town. <laughs> London is... London is small. <laughs> small. If we just disagree on that. Um, but yeah, so that's the song of the week is Love Goes. Pause us now. Go listen. Go Get listen. Come back. It might set you up for... I mean, it's a very healing song. Which is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about Which has about nothing to do with the topic this week, but... It's the topic of our week this week, so... It's yeah, good. I mean, it's just been a very, like... I don't know, I'm learning it on piano, and it's just... I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, okay, moving on from Song of the Week. We... Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast, yeah, one. because great messages. Yeah, we got a <laughs> lot of great messages, and it was so cute, and... We just sent it to our friends and our family, and we were just like, hey. hey. <laughs> if you want to listen to us talk, if you miss us. If you miss us. If you miss us. Feed here, our egos. Here's some content. Feed, literally feed our egos and listen to us talk about nothing. I think my favorite thing is what your mom said, though. Yeah, I sent it to my parents, and they were not listening to it for, like, a couple days, and then they did listen to it, and my mom was like, hey, come on, mom, support me. I know. I was like, mom, why haven't you listened? And she was like, I just I haven't. And I'm like, okay. And so then they finally did, and I asked their opinion. Shout out, shout out to the mom and pops. And she said, yeah, it's good. It was a little all over the place. Didn't really know what was going on. You guys were just kind of talking. And I was like, yeah, there wasn't really a like set topic for the first episode. And she was like, yeah, it was kind of just like Seinfeld. (laughs) So basically we're branding ourselves as the Seinfeld podcast now. (laughs) And it's so funny because we were listening to the song and then... We, yes, we start, Jerry Seinfeld came up, <laughs> and then that's when Abby told me that in the car yesterday, and I cracked yeah. up, because it. it makes sense, it really does, it's We're something I've here. never thought of before, <laughs> but when it's brought up, it makes sense. It makes sense, it's just, uh, yeah, I love it, so that, like, made, you know, us laugh, and we are just, like, happy. So, basically, we're... If you, Seinfeld, if you want to sponsor us. Seinfeld, if you're out there listening, we're here to... Um, Jerry Seinfeld's like in his coffee with car thing with Barack Obama and they're listening to our podcast. They're like, these girls, they're funny girls, they're fun. funny girls. <laughs> Let's go get coffee with you, Jerry. Honestly. But yeah, so that was the past week. And it's, it's been, been fun. It's, it's been beautiful in Munich this week. Oh my gosh, it's been so nice. It's been like sunny and mid... 40s to mid 50s yeah so basically we've caught up with our week you know so maybe you didn't want to know maybe you didn't ask but maybe you didn't care to you but here it is yes for you Just and now you. <laughs> and now we actually have a topic we have a topic ladies and gentlemen our topic today is au pairing shocker the, <laughs> the wonderful life we've learned to love yes. for the past year and a half yeah yeah it's been crazy times 
But we often get asked about this because it's what we've spent, obviously, the last year and months doing is au pairing. That's how we got into, you know, Europe this second time around. It's how we've made friends. I mean, like, it's how we became friends, yeah. essentially. And it's it's, just, it's been our life for the past year and a half. Yeah. And it's funny because au pairing's unlike any other any other career it's not like any other job because you have absolutely no separation between work and home yep and so it's interesting because during this pandemic i feel like a lot of people have a i mean yeah a lot of people are working from home but we just always work from home and when you're not going to the office you can work in your pajamas all day and you can Mm. I, i feel like a lot of people have had I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but have had less pressure with work recently. Yeah. Just because, you know, they can, it's just more relaxed, seemingly. With us, we had the opposite effect. Yeah. We this, worked. We worked, like, 12 hours a day for, like, five months in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and with not really weekends happening. Well, you couldn't do anything. Yeah, like, you, you I mean, could given, take the weekend off, but you would just spend it all on your... Essentially, you'd just spend it all on your own in your room. In your room. It was like, well... So I'd rather go downstairs and hang with my host family. Yeah. Where maybe I had to help my kid get dressed or something. But my host parents were very, very, very good at being like, oh. Like, I didn't have to make dinner on the weekends for the kids because it was a weekend and I was off. Yeah. But also, I guess I kind of didn't care. Like, if they needed me to, it wasn't like, oh, it's the weekend. Yeah. Whereas... Typically, when Corona is not a thing, I'm just not home to do it. Yeah. And so that's going to be an interesting part of our experience with au pairing and why. It's funny because, like, for the first half of my au pair experience, or not first half, I mean, like, maybe first quarter or first third of my au pair experience, it was completely normal au pairing. Mm -hmm. That's not true at all, is it? My host kid was sick all of December, so I was actually working all yeah. December long. But, like, it was pretty normal. And so, but if you're coming here and you're listening to this podcast for strict advice on how au pairing will always be, this ain't it. Yeah. This is our experience with au pairing, how we got here, what we could give you as advice. Yeah, that's very true because... But our experience is completely different than I any feel like others. our experiences are the more similar of the two compared yeah. to our friends, but pff, our friends have way different stories and experiences yeah. and anything with us. So yeah, it's not really a, a flat, this is how it is, because each family is different, each country you go to is different, yeah. each city Every, yeah. you go to is different. So... Yeah, that's very There's true. There's no but black I guess... and white to a pairing. It's all a gray area. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just discuss how we got into it, how this all worked out, because yeah, I never really looked into it in that sense, but I know people do. Like, you did look into it, so yeah, I just kind of knew people who had done it before, and I wanted to get abroad, and I just kind of made the decision very quickly to do it and didn't think much into it. Yeah. But it's worked out for me. Yeah, it's interesting because, so with au pairing, most likely if you're coming from the U.S. and you're going to come to Europe, or really if you go anywhere, you are most likely going to go through au pair world, which... 
Yeah, I would say I, I would say that's literally all of our friends got here through au pair world. One of my friends who's au paired in Spain, she met the family through a family friend. Uh-huh. But that's the only that's only one out of the many, many people I know. Everybody yeah. else used au pair world. Which is just a website where you can go make a profile. It's completely free for if, the au pair. Yes. The au pair and, family has to pay. Yes, that is true, huh? So it's safe. Like, it's it's for you. It's on your side. Like, yeah. they're going to protect you before they protect the family, I think. Yeah, so basically you... Kind of how it works is you set up a profile with Opera World. You have to confirm your identity. You can't really... It was interesting because I was so anxious to make a profile and start looking. But you have to be confirmed by the company, which is a positive which thing is good, on the company yeah. side. But I was so excited to just start it and get looking and everything yeah. like that. And... I just wanted to find a host family as quickly as possible because you can see the host families while you don't have a profile. But I wanted yeah. to message them because yeah. I was getting anxious because there were a lot of families I really was interested in and I wanted to find them yeah. quickly, which it we benefited from being an au pair because we are American and English is our native language. And yep. that is something a lot of, at least Germans, are looking for. So... It was funny going into it because I was so anxious to find the right family, but I wasn't recognizing my worth, too. Yeah. But then it, the second I got approved, because, I mean, it didn't take them very long to approve No, it takes, like, maybe a day. day. Yeah. (laughs) But I was getting messages very quickly just because I was a native and English speaker. I got a hundred messages from families in a course of a week. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Like... And you don't know these families, and people are just sending you things everywhere. Because if you have a good profile, which you and I think both, I think we both just yeah. had good profiles. We had already graduated college. We had been in Europe before. We, you know, had known these cultures, and like, yeah. we had experience. Yeah. So that's a big thing. You should get experience with childcare before you come au pair. Yeah. I Any mean, experience at all? Yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't have very much experience with kids. In a taking care of them since I would babysit, but it was nothing like I worked with kids really. I like had volunteered and stuff, but nothing huge. But I mean, I think, yeah, it just kind of happened and it's really overwhelming too. And I also, this is something funny, is I, because you can look without having a profile a little bit. You can see the pictures. You yeah. can't see much of the information. But, like, yeah. I went and clicked that I was a family searching to see my competition. And it was funny because there were some girls on there that were using pictures that were, like, them with Snapchat filters of them being a bunny or a dog. And I'm like, this, okay, that is one thing I can advise you. Just be normal in your pictures. Just be normal. Use it as, like, a LinkedIn <laughs> yeah, profile. Yeah, basically. Like, it's professional. Like, that's how you're going to get a good family who's not who's going to take you seriously and yeah. treat you like an adult. Yeah. Which, if you act like an adult and you use this professionally and you do it in a manner that you are looking for, a like, not a career, but looking for, like, a job, then, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to treat you like you're a professional. And I think one thing when looking for a family, like, I think I was just so excited to get into it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so excited to looking into it that I didn't, 
I didn't really put any boundaries on it. Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, it's okay if they smoke. Yeah, it's okay if they live wherever, you know. Because yeah, okay. you, can, you can't really choose cities within the country you want to go to. No, you kind of just choose a country. You you choose a country and you can choose, you can put a preference of whether you'd like to live in a small city, a big city, or in uh, oh, really? rural land. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did a lot more research. Okay. <laughs> Let's just go back a little bit. Sorry, this is chaotic. What's new? I knew I wanted to move back to Europe. Senior year of college. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So I knew, I did not know how to get there. And I was getting stressed out by second semester senior year. And so I knew my friend had done it. And I was like, how the hell do I get to Europe? How? How do I get to Europe as a postgrad? And everyone told me, oh, you should look on au pair world. You should au pair. You should au pair. You should au pair. And so within, and this was like in March and by May... I had made my profile, and by the beginning of June, I had picked my family. So, oh, you picked your family in June. I picked my family in June and moved in. That's what I'm saying. I picked my family in June and I moved in August, but I still did like all this research and really went in and made a really good profile and like had references and all this stuff. But I picked my family in June. <laughs> Completely different than how I did it. Yeah. Because I didn't know how I was going to get here. Like, I didn't know. And I also didn't. Munich was not my number one. Germany wasn't my. I wanted to go to Paris. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad I didn't go to Paris. We can talk about that later. But I'm so glad I'm in Munich. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I picked my family in June and moved in August. Yeah. Like, it was all very structured, but all very rushed in my head. Interesting. I am the opposite. Well, not opposite, but I had applied to a program to come live and study in Germany. Mm. Kind of like a post-grad, like this post-grad one-year program, which I got, I didn't get into, which now... (laughs) Very, very thankful for it. At the time, I was sad. And because I just, again, yeah, I, wa- I knew I wanted to come to Germany. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. The day I got that rejection letter, literally the minute I got that rejection letter, I was like, okay, well, I'm preparing. It just kind of clicked in my head to do it. Mm. And I was at a coffee shop in my hometown with my friend. And I was like, okay, I'm just making this. And I made the... What's the timestamp? What date? Like what? So this month? is I was home for winter break. Okay, okay. So I was in. It was I think early July or January. And then I started actually. I think I only talked to two families legitimately. Only Facetimed two okay. families. I spoke to one family, and then the family I ended up living with, and that was maybe. Or middle of January, because I was back in Missouri at that time. Okay. But I don't know if the semester had fully started. Yeah. So I actually chose my family pretty quickly, and how it worked is, yeah, like I was saying, you need to be really picky about your preferences from the beginning. Like, you can't just be like, like, oh, yeah, I could live with a smoking family. Because, you know... I was pretty open-minded about 
if I wanted to, you know. But realistically, that wouldn't have been good for me. Yeah. And it would have impacted my time here. And so, luckily, that didn't happen. But you have to be true to yourself and realize what you want and what you don't want. Because if there's something that bothers you ahead of time and then you're like, oh, I'll I'll figure it out. Like, no, you're not going to. (laughs) Yeah. Which can segue into this topic. Uh, not topic, but this difference is that there's this thing called rematching in au pairing. And fortunately for me, I had a rematch. And so I had picked my family in June and I was coming, I guess I came in September, early September. And it did not go well. It did not go well at all. But it... I just didn't vibe with them. I ended up in the middle of nowhere in Bavaria and probably an hour out of Munich. It was a really painful thing. I was not comfortable with the kids. The parents, I just didn't get, it just wasn't a good situation for me mentally. And my mental health was like, I had lost so much weight because I wasn't eating because I was so depressed and... Or not depressed, but I was anxious, and, like, I also was drinking a lot, and, like, it was just a lot for the first, like, two months of living in a new place and not knowing the language or anything. Not only that, you lived way out of Munich. That's what I'm saying. I was, like, I was, like, I had to take a car, then take a train. A regional train. A a regional train, and then take a, uh, like, U-Bahn to get anywhere. Didn't you spend, like, $200 just on... So, in the first two months that I was here, I spent 200 euros on just tickets of transportation. Given it was Oktoberfest, but still. Still. It was insane. I was on the reason line. No, it was insane. <laughs> like, it was insane. And so, I rematched. And I am now with that family. I've been with this family for over a year, and it's been the best time of my life. I've had the most fun. I would never go through or never want to go through a pandemic with anyone else. Like, yeah. They have taken care of me, and I've taken care of them, and it's such a good relationship. But if I had been more honest with myself, knowing I wanted to live in a city, knowing I needed to be around people my age, knowing I needed that social interaction, I would have had a much easier time from the get-go. But I wouldn't change anything. I think I learned so much about myself. I mean, given you wouldn't have found the family with now because they weren't looking for an au pair when you first got here. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. So it's crazy. For a reason, but... Everything happens for a reason. But that's a good thing to think about when you make your au pair profile. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. And I think it's funny with me because, yeah, so I, I FaceTimed with a real German family. <laughs> and we spoke. I spoke English with the mom. Obviously, I didn't know German coming into it. And it was good, but her English wasn't... To the point where I felt like I could get to know her, which that's also on my end because yeah. I was moving to Germany and didn't know German, so I can't blame it. But I didn't feel as comfortable with our relationship. Sure. And so I didn't tell her no from the beginning. Like, it was a good talk that I had with her and everything. But then I FaceTimed the family I ended up with. Yeah. And I lived with an English speaking family. Fully English-speaking, fully British family here in Germany. Which is not as easy as it sounds, uh, uh, visa-wise, so. Well, actually, it worked out very... I mean, my host family's now German. 
I'm talking about your first family. Yeah. It was totally fine. Okay. The <laughs> law says that you can't do that. Apparently, you can do that. So, you can't do it if you're not German, but they're now German. Because. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yep. So, they're German now. So, if they didn't have the German citizenship, I can't do it. Yeah. But they're German now. The kids were born here. Yeah. And speak com- yeah. They're completely bilingual, and my host parents both got German citizenship because of Brexit. Yep. So, yes, they're British, and, I mean, you can't do it. So, the reason I couldn't do it if they weren't, in, if they weren't British or German is because you come as an au pair technically to get the cultural experience and to learn a new language. Yeah. And I wasn't having that exposure, or... That's what they say is why you can't do it. But okay. I got a huge exposure to German culture. I heard enough German around the house because, I mean, my family still spoke it. Yeah. Whether it was them speaking in German while they played or while they were reading German books or things like that. I got a lot of exposure to it. And it actually probably helped my German because they were speaking such easy German. Yeah. At least with the kids. Where I actually understood and could, you know, work with it. Whereas if I had older kids that were fully speaking German, I think it would be really hard on me. And it would push me away from wanting to learn German. But it worked out really well. And I think because of there being no language barrier, which, okay, this isn't the right thing to say. Because I know a lot of people who have host parents with language barriers and they get along perfectly fine. Me. But that being said... My host home and I, when we talked, because there was no language barrier, we just clicked, you know? Yeah. I didn't have to have the struggle that I had with the first person I interviewed yeah. with. And, yeah, and I think I just genuinely got along with my host mom in general. Like, I, sure. I mean, really, I got yeah, along with her very really well. Close, yeah. But that was one thing I always questioned, is I was like, oh, but they're British, and I'm moving to Germany, you know? And then I FaceTimed with their current au pair, the one before me. So at the time, current. Mm -hmm. And she basically just told me, (laughs) she was like, you have to do it. We talked for, I think, two or three hours the first time I FaceTimed her. And clicked very well. We're still friends. Mm -hmm. She moved back to Munich. We're still friends. And it's funny because without her telling me that, when she was just like, oh, you need to just do it. You have enough exposure, but with this family, you'll fit in well. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have second-guessed it. Yeah. And it worked out. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it just worked out, and it's good. But that's not how every situation is. Yeah. Right. So... <laughs> yeah so you had spoken to the previous au pair or the current au pair at the time yeah which is one thing i can highly recommend i also recommend it i would not have gotten to where i am today without the and i without the previous au pair that was here yeah and we co-au paired for a month Mm mm-hmm which is the best thing that could ever happen not for a month two weeks but we did a month and it was the best way to do it like it is so and I'm so sad because 
I'll be leaving soon and their new au pair because of COVID can't come and be like, we can't do it at the same time. It doesn't work out for us. And it makes me really sad because that is something that I think is so valuable. Oh, yeah. If you can and, make that happen, I think yeah, it's the biggest advice we can give you. Because you see how it works, how their life works on the daily without just kind of being thrown into it. And I guess I can speak on this. So my original host family actually moved back to England because of Corona. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to leave Germany. So my host family's friends and neighbors very, very kindly offered to host me and let me live with them and everything for the rest of the time I wanted to be in Germany because I'm still taking German classes and focusing on the German aspect of my time here. Yeah. But living with a family and helping them out that you don't understand their daily lifestyle is hard. It's hard to get in a rhythm with them, too. And it's hard living in, with another family, period. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing as an au pair is most of the time you're living with a married couple. Yeah. So it's this weird mix of you are alone a lot. Or during the pandemic, it was really weird because yeah. they were who I hung out with. Yeah. But it was also like... They're a married couple, and they probably don't want to hang out with me every night. I mean, we're friends, and that's good. But it's like a weird mix of, you know, you're living with this family, and you do become part of the family. Yeah. Or at least we have. Not of our friends probably feel that way. But you get to learn to – like, I love my host kids like they are – my own children and I don't have my own kids so I can't compare it yeah but but yeah they hold a spot in my heart that I didn't know could be possible yeah it makes me like want to cry I know you're like on the verge of tears I I don't know it hurts me how much I love them (laughs) oh pairing you're gonna get hurt (laughs) and it's funny because if you get lucky to have a family that you feel so in tune with and it's not easy to get here like it it takes work from both sides pressure it's not like you just came in and you were like okay like it took work to make these bonds and connections with these kids and it's also I think that's where a lot of our friends who maybe didn't feel exactly that way like I think that's where we deferred because when I first got here even if it was awkward for me to sit downstairs with them after dinner I made it happen (laughs) I was like this is how I'm gonna get bonded with them and going out of your comfort zone and hanging out with them when maybe it doesn't feel the most yeah comfy comfy yeah comfortable at the beginning that's how you get the relationship you want with them yeah like, for sure, like, I have forced my love. I have boys and one girl. I have two boys and one girl. And I have forced my so love onto I. these Both kids. Times, yeah. yeah. And with the girl, it was actually really easy. But with my boys, they're older. And they don't necessarily need no pair anymore. I'm just kind of here to help them with their English, to be their you know, honestly, personal taxi driver sometimes. That's really what I, I drive <laughs> my kids around all the time. And I think I got really lucky with the fact that we had this pandemic because that's how we got so close. Yeah. 
and like now they're like my little brothers they're literally like I'm like attached to them so much and like my girl too like she's like truly like a little mini virgin version version of me (laughs) I think it's also (laughs) she's a mini version of me oh my gosh and like a copy of you I know it's so cute and she like we just like and I bonded over them with the things that I love and the things they love so the things they love is like they love Star Wars and Fortnite and like I've like showed interest in those things and then with my girl she like loves all the girly stuff but she also loves sports and I love sports and so we'll do like fitness stuff together we do yoga together mm-hmm. but I've also like bonded with them over music and so like when we go on our drives we have dance parties to so, like One Direction um me looking at <laughs> we're a big Harry Styles family at this household <laughs> and with it being my birthday yesterday and this is what I mean when you form a good bond mm-hmm. My host kids made a complete, like, Harry Styles-themed birthday box with a picture of Harry Styles that they drew. And then, like, another poster of him. And it's, like, my two favorite eras of Harry Styles. And, like, a card with another picture of him. And, like, it's just so cute. This is going to haunt me forever. But, like, it's so sweet. it's so cute. You know? And that's where I think... Your host kids are, like, your siblings. Yeah, 100%. I'm not here as, like, their bot. Like, I'm literally their older sister. Yeah. For me, I had younger kids. Yeah. So I had... My original family was a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old when I arrived. Yeah. Actually, my youngest was one when I got there. She turned two. Yeah. In October, and I got there in May. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the youngest child, so she's definitely older, acts older than she is. But yeah. they're like my babies. Like, I taught her how to talk. Or yeah. I was part of it. Because she got German all day, so her English came from me, her mom, and her dad, and her siblings. Yeah. Nothing else. And I spent more time alone with her than anybody else. So, I mean, yeah. So, I really contributed to that. And it's cute to see how your kids grow and and start to copy you yeah. and get a lot of their personality from you. And it's really cute. And it's, it's so sweet. And I don't get how people don't au pair. Like, I've learned so much about being a person. Yeah. A, I think a it's functioning the, human being. I think it is literally the best thing that anybody can do. Yeah, there's... Yeah, working with kids, you learn that too, but you learn so much more. And you don't... I guess it depends on your family. We work quite a bit, but yeah. you also get a lot of free time. And like the thing with there is a fine line. Yeah. Of working too too much and getting taken advantage of and then putting in a lot of work and reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. And we do the latter. Of we put in a lot of work and we spend a lot of time and we make these connections and we take care of these kids. And yeah, some days I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m., but some days it's, I realize then. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't feel like they work care to me. so much. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, like, I have older kids, so they, I don't have to, like, be with them 24 7. I just need to be around, and, like, I have certain duties to fill out, and, like. But I genuinely like hanging out with my host kids. Me too. And so, Every single one I've had six. Not every single day. <laughs> I've had six of them. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy every single one of them. And yeah. it 
it's hard because, yeah, you work a lot and you don't get paid what you are seeing your other friends get paid. And yeah, and it's hard to form boundaries. But. Yeah, especially when you live in the place and you have a family relationship with the people that are paying you. It It's weird. It feels weird. Sometimes. It was always an awkward thing to bring up money or yeah. if they needed to pay you back but forgot. And it was never that they weren't wanting to pay me back. It was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. But I'm such an awkward person when it comes to bringing up money. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I got sick from my host kid. My host kid had strep, and then I got it. And the the um medication was 20 euro, uh-huh. which isn't horrible. But I was like, oh, okay. But luckily, my host mom paid for it. Yeah. Where it's like, that wouldn't always happen. No, I mean, I got a speeding ticket, and my host family paid for it. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's not... I've heard stories where people... That's just not how it works in their family. So yeah. it's it's a weird boundary. It's a weird thing. You kind of just have to figure out your own rhythm. Yeah, and you sign contracts, and, like... But the contract doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And, like, unless you really... I mean, there's a lot of give and take with au-pairing. Yeah. And, um... I think one of the biggest thing contractually is about your language classes. Yeah, that's important. So technically, you should be getting 50 euro a month, I believe. 50 euro a month. Towards language classes. Here in Munich, you cannot find you will a not class have, for 50 euro. You won't a month. have a class for 50 euro. It's impossible. They won't. It's not a thing. It's absolutely not. You can a buy thing. a Rosetta Stone. <laughs> if that. If that. And. And so it's hard because, so what my host family did is they were like, okay, throughout the year, this is how much money you would have. That pays for three months of classes at the school. You can do that. And it worked out really well because learning German or learning any language is exhausting. Yeah, it's very tiring. It's so tiring. My brain has to function for so long, so all morning in a way that it's never really functioned before. And I Mm -hmm. get so tired. I could not imagine. and, And not even that. Like, anytime I step out of the house, it has to work, too. Yeah. So you're learning German all the time, but specifically in class, if I had to do it every day my entire time here, that would have ruined me. Yeah, for sure. Because going from taking a language class to maybe having an hour to yourself and then going to work every day, you have no time for yourself. Yeah, it's horrid. And I think it's funny when people say, like, oh, au pairs never work. And I'm like... I work more than most people. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have to work at, like, being a person because my groceries are bought for me. My phone bill's paid for me. You know, things like that. But I also, I don't know. It's it's also a no-pair year. You're here to experience things. I don't... Yeah. And I that's where, really like, know. it gets picky. And you honestly, just being as picky, not... That's where it gets sticky. Because you just have to, it's got, it all comes back to being true to yourself and just, like, being, like, confident in your decision. Mm-hmm. Because you can let other people influence how you see your au pair year. Oh. So easily. Everyone wants to make an opinion. Everyone wants to tell you, your host parents shouldn't do that to you. Oh, my gosh, you're getting taken advantage of. You have to be so true to yourself yeah. and listen to how you feel. Because you can get so caught up in that. That's a huge thing. I remember, like, when people are like, oh, you need to ask for a day off. I'm like, 
you don't know my relationship with exactly. me and my family. I I just told Miranda, I haven't had a day off since the beginning of Corona. Like, yeah. A, an I, asked day off. Other yeah, than my weekends. Yeah. Where in other jobs, like, I feel like I can't take the day off in a sense of my family needs me there because they're both working and and it's like their lives like you know I don't I don't know how to explain it but yeah I love for me again like we said before it doesn't feel like work no and so when my host parents asked would ask for a Saturday night out if I said no they wouldn't get that you know so yeah <sighs> I guess it's maybe coming from a biased place because my host parents, my host family was my actual family. I loved them and I cared for them a lot and wanted them to have fun just genuinely outside of having kids. And so anytime they asked to babysit, I would always say yes. Yeah. Because honestly, sometimes nights in with my kids are more fun than nights out with my friends. You save money. You save money. Yeah. You just, I don't know. I genuinely like spending time with my host kids like I said and yeah and I don't know when people tell you like oh you're overworked then you start getting in your own head yeah and then it makes you have a bad feeling towards your host parents and then it makes you feel weird and then like I guess yeah what Abby's trying to say is really true like you can't really take other people's opinions into mind unless they exactly know your host family and how you're being treated yeah and that's like just again yeah you just have to be true to yourself and that's really just the biggest thing with au pairing yeah and also just making these connections just don't pretend to be someone you're not and with au pairing you're gonna learn so much about yourself in either this year this two years however long you do it and you're gonna grow as a person and just let it happen that's my biggest advice with pairing. Just That's go and roll with the punches. Very true. You should go in with no expectations. I didn't expect that I was going to have to take a German driving test. I didn't expect I'd be here past a year. Like a I also didn't later. expect I was going to have to move families. I didn't I didn't expect there to be a pandemic. Like <laughs> nobody <can laughs> I mean that. like you just have to go in and you have to be like, "All right, well, here I am. I'm in this new place. I want to learn these things." You can have goals. You can have set things that you want to do when you're here. But that, you just shouldn't. That didn't even happen. Yeah. I mean, I had so many things. But I like, knew I wanted to go to three places. Prague, Budapest, and Vienna were like my top cities I, had, I haven't been to yet that yeah. I wanted to go to. I made it to Prague. <laughs> I made because it to a world pandemic hit. Yeah. And you couldn't travel. And so, it's just funny because I'm like, oh, I didn't do those things. My year was a failure. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I went to places I would have never expected to go. Yeah. Italy. Italy. Aw. But yeah. So that's just our thing with au pairing. You know, we could talk about this literally for hours. I mean, it's been our life for the past year and a half. (laughs) Exactly. So we've, I mean, but I feel like we've given a, a pretty grand overview. And like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can look up what you do on a daily basis as an au pair. You basically just yeah take care but of the kids. But I'm not going to tell you what I do on a daily basis. Because it's not true because every single day. It's not, I don't have a daily basis. Yeah. Everything's different. I wake up at the same time every day. But every day is different. And I just roll with it. And I don't think there's a point in telling you. If you, 
if someone really wants to know, I can tell them what I do. Yeah. But I don't like putting it out there as like, oh, this is my day as a light or day as a, yeah, day in a life as an au pair because it's. It's not true because every day is different. Every day is different. But the every, kids act different every day. Yeah. They, I act different. Yeah. Everyone's family is different. And so it's just like, you know. Yeah. Which is another comparison thing with au pairs is like, well, why did, why do I do this if my friend doesn't and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But it's just, again, it's choosing your family. That's the biggest yeah. thing I can recommend is being picky with your family and feeling like you actually will get along and it's basically just the relationship behind your host family that makes or breaks your time as an au pair mm-hmm. and I mean I also know people that got along with their host family weren't best friends with them but then thrived in the outside of being an au pair but for me we're both twos so of course in the Enneagram yeah. so we're, we work differently and for me it was just very necessary that I got close with my host family and I mean they're my family now both of my families I love yeah it's just yeah I don't really know I I feel like we could beat this to death yeah if you need to ask any other specific questions reach out to us Instagram plug we have an Instagram it's called Pranks Laugh Podcast. Pranks Laughs Podcast. On I will Instagram. answer any questions about anything. Okay, related about anything about yeah. moving abroad. It's yeah, we could talk about this for years. <laughs> Literally, like I mean, there's just so many things, and it just leads into thing after thing after thing. So you can follow us and message us on Instagram. We are on there we're gonna try to do cool things on our instagram speaking of our instagram i'd like to give a shout out to may ayo what is her etsy oh it's uh sincerely may sincerely may on etsy and she designed our cover art yes basically we just asked her to do it we didn't give her any we didn't give her any info she just 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 sent it to us she took two pictures from our private instagrams and she was like here i was like It was better than I could have expected. It was she fantastic. She's a great lady. She's so been my best you, friend for six years. So big plug on that. She's in our bio. So just, yes. you know, check her out. Uh-huh. That was way better than I could have expected from her. Yeah, it was fantastic. She's so talented. It's amazing. Yeah. We love it. Very jealous of people who can do that. Yep. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> this was kind of off the wall. This literally is... But- to that's, be expected. Yeah, that's who we are. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. I've and had a stuffed animal in my hand the whole time, and now I'm going cross-eyed. So I think I need to go take a nap. <laughs> I think my post-birthday whatever happened is hitting me now. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing about Abby is that she actually does go cross-eyed sometimes. I do, and I'm not even looking at anything. No. It's because I'm, like, overanalyzing you. Are going, you. you are going cross-eyed. I? I can see it. Mm. okay i'm gonna take a nap then (laughs) this is just this is us this is us this is us this is us pranks laughs ah Ah. (laughs) ciao